they sort of break up with someone before they, the person can break up with them. Um, they intentionally don't reply text so that the person wants them more. Um, the son that updated that, um, you know, made a joke about how it's ended all the relationships it's been in and, you know, let's see who's going to end this one. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him first. Now have several seats. Hi everyone. Hi. Welcome back to my podcast. This is your host, Angie. <laughs> welcome back guys. This is episode 41. And if you're watching on YouTube, welcome back to my YouTube channel. And if you're not watching on YouTube, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? You guys, there's a video content to this. And I'm actually making an effort, guys. I'm making an effort to look good for you. So yeah, you wanna see me. You do. Go to YouTube and Spotify actually. Spotify now has the video um component. So if you don't know this, when you click on the um, icon like the logo and then you should be able to watch it um, as a video content anyway thank you guys for listening to my podcast so far I really appreciate it you guys are watching on YouTube as well I love it I love to see it um, keep watching keep um, listening I really 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 appreciate it. it really motivates me actually to want to record more like it's a lazy Sunday well it was supposed to be a lazy Sunday today at the time of recording this but, um, you know, I thought, why? Why would I just, you know, do nothing when you guys are listening to my content? I want to produce more and more and more. So thank you. And keep listening and share. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Share with people that you know um, that would relate to this content or will enjoy listening to it. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Okay, so as you already can tell what this topic is going to be about, we might get a little bit deep, we might get personal, but I thought it would be helpful to share um, some tips and um, tricks <laughs> or some knowledge on this topic because I used to be an anxious data. I used to have an anxious attachment style and this is not to say that I'm a therapist or a professional and I've completely like healed myself or broken free from this um, no I think that it's a gradual work in progress kind of thing and I actually didn't used to be an anxious dater it's so weird um, how the kind of person that you date um, and also I think the stage in your life that you are your personal circumstances how you grew up those are things that affect attachment styles and they can change like I just said over time and I'm going to sort of you know give you guys some some ideas some things you can try to sort of help you if you're an anxious dater and if you have an anxious attachment style okay so first of all what even is an anxious attachment style, right? Who is an anxious data? Well, what we know according to research, right, is that anxious attachment um, style individuals, people that have an anxious attachment, 
right? <laughs> they fear abandonment, they fear rejection a lot, and they fear um, people switching up on them. So they have a, a constant need for reassurance because of this. They want to know that you still feel the same way about them than that you did, you know, yesterday or this morning even um there's different levels to it but essentially these people want to continuously know that you haven't abandoned them you still care about them um you still think of them you still love them you still like them you've not replaced them that's a huge one for people that are you know anxious daters or have an anxious attachment style and it's i keep saying you know daters and attachment style because it comes up in different ways. If you're an anxious attached, an anxiously attached person, it's not just, uh, it doesn't just come up in your dating um, world. It could come up in your friendships. Um, and it actually has popped up in my friendship in, in the past where I have a bit of a, I'm trying to find the right word. I'm a bit possessive over my friends. Not to say that my friends can't be friends with other people, but I sort of want to know that I owe the same place in their heart and their life as they do in mine. I want to know that I mean the same thing to them as they do to me. Um, and I, I can get, you know, I can push back on it when I feel like, oh, this person is trying to replace me with someone else or this person is making someone else a priority over me, even though they're a priority in my life. So I want to sort of know like people that are anxiously attached want to know that you haven't rejected them you haven't abandoned them that things are still the same they really really crave that reassurance and consistency in their lives um and yeah so that's usually what an anxiously attached person will feel that's like obviously not the whole picture but just to be brief for time's sake that's what an anxiously attached person is like they just constantly think that something's changed and you don't feel the same way about them as you did before um so i'm not going to get into the psychological like you know in-depth discussion about how this can start you know it's been linked to your childhood caregivers but i'm not going into that right now this is a relationship podcast so i'm going to link it to relationships so i've got 10 different tips for how you can potentially heal or reduce or help your anxious attachment style and I'm going to divide it into two different podcasts because I don't want to make this ridiculously long. So this will be a part one and a part two sort of series. So you want to stay, you know, stay tuned, subscribe. Yeah, let me plug myself real quickly. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Her Dalton, H-E-R-D-U-L-T-I-N-G. On YouTube, you can see, um, you know, my content on there. And you can also follow on Spotify, you guys, so that you get notified. It pops up when I have a new episode. Um, I think you can follow an Apple as well. I'm not sure. But yeah, follow on Instagram at I Saw Him Plus Podcast and you will know when there's a part two to the series. <laughs> Should be next week. I hope. I hope. I'm trying to do this weekly, you guys. I'm trying. I'm a busy woman, okay? I'm trying. Um, so yeah, top 10 tips. Let's get started. Number one, you have to admit it. Admit it. Don't be afraid to identify as an anxiously attached person. I think for the longest time, I actually didn't want to, because of the bad connotations, right? Because of all, all of this bad, um, um, you know, 
connotations of what it's like to be an anxiously attached person i didn't really want that to be me i I didn't want that to be my story i didn't want to accept that i am that person but there's nothing wrong with that you're not like damaged you're not like um horribly um you know (laughs) done out here no you're you're human it's human if you type anxiously attached you know anxious attachment on tiktok even youtube the amount of content that will come out on there and she told you that you're not alone in this you're not like some um you know really damaged person that has huge problems maybe you need therapy that could help but it's not something you should be ashamed of or not want to sort of admit to yourself you don't have to go around telling people that oh you know i have an anxious attachment style no no (laughs) i'm not saying do that but to yourself you don't want to lie to yourself so the first step kind of like any other not illness it's not an illness but if you're addicted to drugs for instance the first step is admitting that you have an addiction if you are heartbroken if you've had a breakup the first step is to sort of admit to yourself that it's over and you need to start to move on so same thing with an anxiously attached person if you have anxious attachment you need to admit to yourself that okay you need to actually identify that you have this (laughs) and that's the first step to trying to deal with it stop stop rejecting the the notion that you're anxiously attached you are it's fine there's different types of attachment um and like i said before it can change so it's not something that you should carry on top of your head forever and be like oh you know don't justify bad behavior by saying oh i'm anxiously attached that's why i'm this and this and needy and clingy no you should say that for the purpose of working on it And that leads me to number two. No, that looks like four. (laughs) Number two, work on your self-esteem and your insecurities. I think they're two different things, right? Because I I see myself as someone with a high self-esteem. In fact, I may have an inflated self-esteem. I don't know. Sometimes I do be thinking I'm the shit, even though I'm, I'm not a 10 out of 10. But I see myself potentially higher than what I actually am but I'd rather have an inflated self-esteem inflated ego than have a you know low self-esteem right um but I do have insecurities that creep in and make me more anxious that make me a more anxious data um and what I have started to do and what I've done over time to help me is I've worked on those insecurities so you have to think of things that you admire in other people that you're so anxiously attached to. You have to think of things that you see in them that make you so clingy to them. You have to think of things that you see as admirable, things that you perceive to be great qualities in other people and that you, for that reason, have deemed them to be like superior to you in some way or such great, such a potential great partner. Pick out those things and then try and working those things in yourself try and become that you need to work on becoming the person that you admire the person that other people will be anxiously attached to (laughs) um it's not a game it's not some psychological trick but for instance if what you're insecure about is your body if you think that you're not where you want to be and for that reason you see a really hot person as more admirable and if they say yes to you for instance if they go out with you you're thinking oh my god you know why does this really hot person like me i don't see myself as being as hot as they are if physical attraction is something that you put on a high pedestal then you want to work on that in yourself so that you can get to that point where you feel like you're a match 
with that person and then you don't feel like they're above you and then you don't feel like you need to constantly try and cater to them or you don't feel like you need to constantly be reassured that they still like you right because it's it's it again it's what an anxiously attached person thinks um if they see someone as being a good potential partner with great qualities for instance a hot buddy and then you don't see yourself as having that same level of you don't even need to think you're ugly but if a really handsome face or really like hot buddy is something you admire in a partner then if you don't see yourself as having that then you would be anxiously attached to that person because you're thinking oh me being with that person sort of um validates that i am you know in some way attractive as well i don't know if that makes sense but it's psychological if you're with a really attractive person um, and you think you're attractive as well then you're not insecure you're like yeah we're a match we're fit for each other it's like seeing people on the street right and you, you think the girls for instance a nine out of ten and then the i don't mean to degrade people to numbers but it's the way society works if you see a man that's or a woman let's just use a woman if you see a woman there's a nine out of ten and then you see a guy that's not societally acceptably like beautiful um handsome good looking you sort of your mind goes there as much as we don't like to admit that because again it's not socially acceptable to say that but you kind of think to yourself oh how how did he get her like how how does that work maybe he's rich <laughs> you know again things that we value in other people um things that raise our social status which i will also get to later on in this episode um but we would start start to think oh what what does she see in him right because physically they're not matching up right same thing with for instance um a guy that's really rich right if a guy is pulling up in a limo um you know looks like he has a shit ton of money what you expect to see next to him is a beautiful woman right <laughs> because his, his status in society his money his wealth who he is sort of entitles him not entitles him but gives him the liberty the leverage to be able to be with someone of such high like social beauty standard right um and that's the same thing i'm trying to get to right so if you see someone as being so worthy like you see them as having high value a high value man a high value woman you want to strive to be that too you want to work on your insecurities so that you feel up to par so you feel worthy so you feel beautiful you feel confident you feel content you feel like yeah i can get i can get a 10 like i'm a 10 why won't i get a 10 you know so if, you, if it's your body you're insecure about work on it if it's your face you're insecure about you can't really fix that but you can also work on things that would make you look and feel more beautiful like dress more beautiful put makeup on that make you feel beautiful make sure your hair looks good you know things that build your self-esteem and your confidence and you know sort of work on your insecurities as a man if it's that you know you don't have a good job or you're not making enough money i know it's not easy but you want to work on achieving those things um so that would be my second tip to you work on things that make you feel more confident and make you feel better about yourself and make you feel worthy of someone's love and affection this is science there's been research on it right 
An anxiously attached person, or should I say anxious attachment, is linked to lower social status, is linked to a lower perceived social status, social rank, right? How we see ourselves compared to other people, whereas a secure attachment is linked to higher social competence, higher social ranks, how we perceive ourselves amongst our peers and people around us in society. So whoever we see is having high social status, beautiful, rich, whatever it is, we sort of subconsciously give them power over us. We see them as having the power to hurt us and to reject us because, again, we, as an anxiously attached person, perceive ourselves as being lower status. So if we see someone of higher status being attracted to us, we might doubt why. And we might be anxious because of that reason, because we're thinking, when is the other shoe going to drop? Why do they like me? Why are they, you know, attracted to me? What is it about me that they're attracted to, right? But if you know, if you know, if you believe in your own source and you are confident in your own source and you love yourself, you love the way you look. Okay, I'm not getting into the love yourself part. That's a whole different topic. But if you sort of know, if you know why someone would be attracted to you, then you're not anxiously worried about why they're attracted to you. Does that make sense? So you need to try and improve your social status in society. You need to try and improve yourself, work on yourself. I don't want to, again, use the cliche work on yourself, but it's true. It's true. You need to try and be that person that someone else will admire. Number three, which also links to number two. You know, I'm trying to follow a trend here, right? This is a Uno reverse card. You want to play a Uno reverse card, right? Okay. Usually what triggers anxiety, like I said before, for an anxiously attached person is lack of attention, right? So the person that they like or love or are dating is not responsive. It's not giving them attention. The person isn't available to them, right? Especially when you feel like they need them. For instance, you... You really need someone to talk to. You really need someone to. You're like, you know, just bored, and you're just like, oh, I want to, I want to text this person. Let me see what they're up to. But they're not responding to you. That triggers your anxiety because you start to think, oh, are they respond? Are they not responding to me because they don't like me, or they're actually busy, or whatever it is. That starts to trigger anxiety. We're like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. It's been two hours. It's been four hours. It's been eight hours. Like, ah, you're going crazy, right? What you want to do is play a Uno reverse card. And become that person that's unavailable. Not playing games here. I'm not trying to tell you to be an avoidant dater. But what I'm trying to say is picture yourself as that person. So why I said this links to number two is if you're already confident in your own source, if you already know why this person is attracted to you, then you know that, yeah, they have no reason to not be attracted to you, right? So if they're not responding to your text, if they've taken so long to call you or whatever it is your your first instinct isn't oh they don't want me anymore right or they've met someone else or they're probably out with some other girl that's not your first instinct your first instinct is they're probably busy or they've got something to do they're out they're having fun whatever it is and that's all you want to be that's what you want to do too fill up your shadow that's what I'm getting at. Fill up your schedule. You want to be busy. You want to have hobbies. You want to have friends that you're hanging out with. You want to just not be waiting on the phone for this person. Think about it, right? For instance, this afternoon, right, I talked about how I was feeling lazy. I didn't really feel like doing this. I was going to have a lazy Sunday. 
Um, but then I thought, mm, I could, I could be doing this though, right? Because at the end of the day, what do I, what do I do on my lazy Sundays? I watch TV. I'm on my phone. Like most of us, we're so hyper stimulated. We can't even sit down and watch TV without doing anything else, right? So I'm on my phone. I'm texting. And if I was texting someone that I'm dating, for instance, right? I would be, because I have my phone in my hand, I'll be waiting for them to respond. And I would be, oh, after they responded, oh, I'll, even if I put my phone down for a second, I'll probably pick it up again in another five minutes and be like, oh, have they responded? Have they responded, right? That's not what you want to do. Instead, what did I do with my afternoon? I was like, okay, I'm going to record a podcast. And because that entails so much planning and setting up, that has taken up already an hour of my time that I've actually not, looked at my phone and when I eventually picked up my phone guess what I had notifications from two different guys that I'm talking to uh TikTok notifications I had Instagram notifications from people like I my life was so busy and going on like my life was just I was just living my life was life in that I didn't really think of other people like does that make sense you're not thinking of you're not externally receiving validation you're sort of already filling your life with things that you enjoy you're living your life you're already sort of enjoying yourself <laughs> does that make sense you're not waiting around for other people to give you that dopamine hit you're doing things that you already enjoy that give you a dopamine hit right for instance i started planning this podcast i was writing things down i was so happy about you know the content i'm gonna make i was setting up my camera um the lighting my mic already took so much time that i'm not even thinking about someone who hasn't responded to me Anxious attachment is linked to a high emotional and psychological distress because of the unresponsiveness or unavailability of a partner or someone that we love, right? So positive emotions reduce that psychological distress and emotional state. So in order to reduce your anxious attachment, you need to create more positive emotions and you need to do more things that put you in that state of happiness or contentment, which I would actually get to later on again, um, probably in the later part of this episode. Um, so you want to create a state of constant positivity and constant um self like reliance where you don't constantly need someone else i keep saying constantly because again that's a very common trait of an actually attached person you need constant reassurance um so you also want to create your own positive emotions as opposed to wanting that from other people um so do things that you enjoy go out with your friends have friends you need friends <laughs> don't have friends it's, it's it's difficult to not be an anxiously attached person because again that one person is the only person that's your source of you know joy and fun and happiness and validation no you want to be around other people that give you that emotions and you also want to try and create that in your own life it's not easy i'm not gonna act like um it's the easiest thing to do but again it's that if that's something that you appreciate in other people you know if, if you like most men have football, right? That's something that a lot of men sort of 
you know, togetherness. <laughs> That's the way that they form this bond with each other. They can just go to a pub when there's a football match going on and there's men that they don't even know that would just sort of relate to them and they enjoy that together. I think as women, we also need to create that sort of thing. I don't know what it is. Most times it's brunch or, um, or just drinks, but I think if you can, again, join a society, just try and do stuff that don't make you think of that person so much, that don't make you think of your phone so much right things that make you busy pick up a hobby start a new actually like proactively look for a new hobby this will really 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 help you or a project like this podcast or a youtube channel or something that you can do that sort of already keeps you busy and fills up your day so you're not sat around just waiting for someone to text you or call you or go out with you no do things that you enjoy and then you would just even naturally release that energy of neediness and you just actually naturally become that other person right again i said i'm not playing games but if you're busy with your life you're just naturally unavailable to be texting the other person and then you're not attached to them again it sounds simple as abc but it's not it's something that you have to work on so in order to reduce anxious attachment you need to create more positive emotions that would lower that psychological stress <laughs> so more emotions are positive less psychological stress less anxiety number four again i'm following a trend here i mentioned put your phone down right that's my number four advice put your bloody phone down it's hard you know what i've done but i've put my phone on silent my phone is now permanently on silent right because i've realized that even the buzz the sound of notifications kind of like the fire of my neurons they actually fire up my neurons in a way that i don't really like <laughs> like even if it's just a tiktok notification right even if it's just a notification from something that's not even that important because you're you've got that sound you know that that sound means attention for instance from someone you like you know that that sound means someone's asking of you on instagram someone's tagged you in something someone's commented someone sent you a reel or on TikTok, someone's done something to your TikTok, like that notification gives you a buzz. It gives you that dopamine hit and it makes you go, hmm, like what, it, what is it, right? What is it this time? No, you don't really want that. Again, you need to reduce hyperactivity in your brain. You need to simmer it down. <laughs> you don't need all that like distractions and, you know, hyper stimulations. So I've put my phone out on silent. And even when I'm doing other stuff, I turn it down as well because I don't want to see it light up and, you know, I've got a Samsung S21 and it lights up and does like the little around the screen that again increases that dopamine hit <laughs> and makes me super excited for a text that maybe again might not even be that exciting. Um, so you want to use your phone less. If you're not constantly on your phone, then you're not constantly feeling the need to text them or constantly worrying about why they're not texting you. And number five, which will round up the first part of this podcast. Like I said, part two will be available next week. Number five to round up, do not, under any circumstance, date avoidant people. Do not date emotionally unavailable men or women. Do not date an avoidant attachment style person because that will do the complete opposite of what you're trying to achieve, right? <laughs> You're trying to achieve a secure attachment. You're trying to achieve a state where you don't need validation from someone else. So you're not constantly worrying about the fear of being rejected or abandoned or, you know, just left for some whatever reason, right? You're trying to elevate yourself to a point where 
you're just self-sufficient, you're confident, you're happy enough within yourself that you're not even that worried about whether or not you get a text. You know yourself so well and you know why someone would want to be with you. You know why someone would love you. You know why someone would want to be in your presence. And then you wouldn't think, oh, they're not texting me because they don't want me or because they found someone else. You're thinking, no, they're busy with their lives. And then you're busy with your life, right? So what do you, why do you want to date someone who would now undo all that effort that you've just done? No, that's not what you want. And these signs are actually quite easy to, to sense in other people. It's not something that might be very obvious, but you can sort of find out in like the small comments that people make. Um, for instance, there was someone who said something about how they sort of break up with someone before they, the person can break up with them. Um, they intentionally don't reply text so that the person wants them more. Um, the son updated that, um, you know, made a joke about how he's ended all the relationships he's been in. And, you know, let's see who's going to end this one. What the hell? <laughs> you know, so as someone who, again, knows what I know now, listening to this podcast, you should know as well, because I'm giving you all this information. You should know signs. You can actually Google this signs of an avoidant person. You want to avoid being with an avoided person because they would trigger your anxiety and it's like the worst combination ever at least if you're both anxiously attached people if you're too anxiously attached people dating each other then you can sort of like cling on to each other right it's 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 not a good relationship but it's a little bit toxic to be too anxiously attached people because you're just like overly dependent on each other but at least it sort of works in some way right as opposed to being an anxiously attached person where you're like constantly going towards someone if you're watching on YouTube, you see what I'm doing. And an avoided person that's like always trying to run away. I'm trying to do my hands separately. <laughs> right, so this is you as an anxiously attached person. This is an avoided person just like, instead of going towards you, they're like turning away. I think you're just chasing them. You're just constantly chasing them. And that's the worst thing ever. That is the worst thing ever you can do to yourself as an anxiously attached person. You want to date a secure person. Someone that doesn't feel the need to play games with you. Someone that isn't worried about, you know, who has the upper hand, who's who's winning, or who is more clingy, who is who likes someone more, or who gives someone more attention. Someone that isn't keeping tallies about who texted first. No, that's not what you want. Someone who isn't keeping tallies about who's ended the most relationships. No, that's not what you want. That's not a mature, secure relationship, right? So you want to look for like confident people who are securing themselves, people that are not trying to play games, people that wouldn't trigger your anxious attachment, people that are not going to make you feel unworthy. And as mean as this may sound, don't date people that you can see they're way out of your league right? I don't want to be mean. I've said this to my sister before and she found the problem with it. Um, but I have a number in my head that I deem myself as on the attractiveness scale or like a catch, right? Um, I'm not going to go for someone that is way over because I've done that before. And yeah, it didn't work because I, I, I was just so triggered by anything they would do because I'm, again, anxious. I'm anxious about why they're with me, about how they can easily be with someone more attractive than me or more beautiful than me or more whatever is sexy, hot, um, you know, more whatever it is, <laughs> more of their type, someone more in their caliber, someone more in their social rank, right? So you want to sort of go for people that will make you feel secure. I'm not saying punch, you know, low. I'm not saying that don't go for 
hot attractive people i'm not saying lower your standards i'm just saying you don't want to be constantly stressed right you don't want to be with someone that will make you feel anxious about leaving right you don't want to be with someone that makes you feel like they could do better than you <laughs> because let's be honest like i i've dated someone that i felt like oh i could i could do better than this and i broke up with them because i am not trying to be you know getting below my standards i i don't want to be mean it might sound mean but it's just it's facts it's society it's the way the world works you know links back to what i said earlier about two people working in you know as a couple and then people are making judgments whether you know it or not people are making judgment whether it's fair or not fair people are making judgments i never forget about people deep down in yourself do you really want to keep thinking every day why does he like me you're gonna feel the need to ask him you're gonna feel the need to be reassured whereas if you're with someone that you think is on your caliber someone you think is on your level someone that you feel confident about so that makes you feel confident about yourself again you don't want to do it the other way around where the person puts you on such a pedestal that you feel like a god no you're not even going to respect that person right so you want to date someone that you see as your equal um it's why the royals start trying to stick together it's why people of noble backgrounds people who are rich and educated try and marry their, their daughters and their sons of two people in the same level it's just society so to round this up sort of know know your oh I, I i might sound mean for saying this but know your number know in your head what you consider um attractive what number you consider yourself um and what you value in other people because who am i to say someone else is a six when they think they're a 10 right because they've seen they see themselves as a 10 maybe they value something else it's not just physical right maybe they've got money maybe they're really smart maybe they're really caring and affectionate and because of that they see themselves as higher than maybe i see them right so you want to go for people that will make you feel secure in yourself so that all this work you're doing will not just be undone, right? So I'm going to round up there. I'm going to stop there. Come back next week for the other half. You don't want to miss it. This even has some scientific research to back it. Um, so yeah, the next five will be in my next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Continue to share, subscribe, like, comment, all of it. Thank you guys. Bye.